The Pod Doctors is brought to you by the Kindle book, Saving Limbs, Saving Lives, Advanced Treatments to Prevent Amputations in Diabetic Populations. This book by Dr. Damien Dauphiné discusses specific patient cases in diabetic limb preservation, which highlight the modern use of wound care technology that has exploded in the last 20 years. With only one advanced therapy available in 1999, there are now hundreds of options to help close chronic wounds in diabetic patients. Dr. Dauphiné distills these options down to show patients and physicians treating these patients how combinations of these products can be used to save limbs and save lives. Welcome to The Pod Doctors. I'm Dr. Damien Dauphiné, board-certified foot and ankle surgeon, and my partner, Dr. Rafa Hussein, fellowship-trained podiatric surgeon, and we are The Pod Doctors. Each week, The Pod Doctors will be discussing aspects of podiatric medicine and surgery to educate our audience on common foot and ankle problems and the latest treatment options available. We hope to bring you interesting and informative shows each week discussing all the crazy ways that our wonderful foot can malfunction and cause us problems. So please find us on all the platforms where you find your typical podcasts, Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, and YouTube where you can view our videos. So please like and subscribe, and we will see you next time on The Pod Doctors. Welcome to the Pod Doctors. I'm Dr. Damian Dauphiné, and I'm here with my partner, Dr. Rafi Hussain. And we're going to talk a little bit about how to apply wound dressing, how to do it appropriately, uh, what you need to set up to be able to do these safely and and as as sterilely as possible. And then Dr. Hussain pulled up some information on some of the typical wounds that we see. We don't want to go too far into that because no. we've done that on other shows, but but we did want to kind of just do a tutorial on. You know, how do you do a dressing change? What do you need yeah. to, to be able to do that? We have a lot of patients that have to do their own dressing changes, be it wounds, ulcers, sores, post-op, trauma, etc. They may not be able to get home health. They may not have family. They may not have, you know, any type of medical experience. You know, there's a lot of different types of wounds out there, but the dressings themselves are fairly similar. So there's, you know, primary intention healing wounds or secondary intention healing wounds and there's tertiary intention healing was primary or your surgical incisions. The dressings on those are very, very simple. Secondary intention healings are like your sores and ulcers or big gouges. And tertiary intentions are, are actually more of like a, a delayed primary healing type of, you know, um, surgical incisions. You know, we'll do a wound washout and then we'll come back, you know, a week or two later and we'll close it up. But the dressings on top, you know, we're, we'll get into. So you see a whole array of different options out in the market. You know, you Google search, how do I dress an incision? How do I dress a wound? What's the best thing out there? And that's that's a tough question to ask, or a tough question to answer, excuse me. You know, there's a thousand different products and there's so much overlap. And um, I don't know, it's, I don't know, there's a lot of cheat sheets out there. But from, you know, a simple uh, way of putting this is, if it's dry, we want to slightly moisten it. And if it's excessively moist or draining, we want to dry it up. We want to bring it back to that healthy, neutral, balanced, moist wound environment. We don't want it to be soppy. If your skin looks like it's getting um, macerated, like mm -hmm. if you're in the pool for too long and it gets that whitish tinge to it, it's too wet. You want to dry it up. And if it's doing the exact opposite, if it's dry and looks like beef jerky, it's way too dry. We want to moisten it up. And there's a lot of different things out there. But aside from that, that's the direct dressing. And then after that, you do a full topical and there's a different 
topical dressing style for everybody. Some people like to do the adhesives. Some people like to do uh, a full wrap. Some people like to do a combination thereof. Some people like Scoban. Some people like Ace bandages, Unaboots, Unvax. But we're going to keep it simple today. This is a, uh, we had one of our nurses um, volunteer for wound dressing. So we're going to keep it real simple. So this is Dr. D's office. We're sitting here uh, with a patient on our chair and we'll have the wound directly facing us. Obviously you want good lighting, you want to be able to see what's going on, and we have stand lights in the rooms, etc. Dressing supplies we'll have, you know, off to the side, depending on what type of dressing you're doing. And today it looks like we're using Hydrofera Blue. It looks like it's the uh, the classic, and you, you know, typically you'll soak this, but we're not gonna do that on her because uh, she's gonna, you know, have a wet dressing on her foot then. You'll trim it to size. Just using, you know, clean scissors. Yeah, you know, hopefully you could dip them in a little bit of alcohol. Uh, that's never a bad idea. Um, probably not the same scissors that you use to, you know, <laughs> work in the garage. I mean, yeah, yeah, let's be let's be reasonable. Yeah, you know, they're cu- they're cutting poultry with it. And yeah, whatnot. yeah, they're going, oh, let me pass you some scissors. Like Kitchen you, scissors come in. You know, you do your Korean barbecue. You know, you don't want to use the same scissors you're using on your Korean barbecue. <laughs> um, love Korean barbecue, by the way. But yeah, so Hydrofera Blue is a, is a really uh, simple dressing. It absorbs lots of drainage. Mm-hmm. It does provide gentian violet. Yeah, it provides a, a antimicrobial and then helps with uh, moisture retention. Yeah, it and pulls so, that moisture off the skin. Yeah, so you're not keeping that wet dressing on there. So if we did gauze, right, which we'll do for a lot of dressings, right. Mm-hmm. But if this patient's you know moderate drainage to severe drainage, we want something that's going to pull the moisture off. So Dr. D put some stair strips on there to hold that dressing in place to make sure it doesn't shift around underneath that wound. If need be, we can do like antibiotic ointment or wound gel or iodine or whatever underneath it. Sometimes we'll have patients who are doing santal, which is a collagenase. They'll have organix underneath there, which is a, a, like a gel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, growth factor. So just real quick on the technique. So you can see I put the gauze pads over the wound. I've wrapped the forefoot and locked the big toe. And then I've wrapped around the ankle to lock the ankle. And what that's going to prevent, it's going to prevent the dressing from falling off the front of the foot. Oh, yeah. So this thing's going to stay in place and the patient's not going to have nearly the same amount of trouble uh, keeping it in place or exposing the wound because the dressing fell off. And then and then Coband is a great overdressing. Yeah. And this is another technique issue um, where you can see I'm, I'm pulling it out to length. And then I'm just laying it on the foot. Yeah, you're I'm not, not cranking it. Exactly. There's no reason to crank it. So again, I'm pulling it. I'm holding it with my left hand. I'm extending it out. And then I'm just laying it over the foot. And this stuff's great because it t- attaches to itself. So it, you know, usually you put this on, you can kind of mold it a little bit. Mm-hmm. And it, it'll allow that dressing to stay in place. So the patient's going to be able to be a little bit more active and not have the dressing I mean, it seems so simple, right? But what we're really doing is we're applying a elastic type dressing. The first dressing, the cling we used, that went around, it's elastic rolled gauze. We've gotten, we've ordered, you know, we've gone through like dozens of different rolled gauze dressings in the past, and we've gotten ones that are not elastic. And when the it's patients the old, have, old, yeah, the old timey cling, that stuff, thankfully, is hard to find now because we don't, we don't like that stuff. The patient swells, you'll get, you'll get the marks from the yeah, dressing going around yeah. their foot. So uh, simple, effective. You see Dr. D pulled out any big wrinkles or uh, knots or anything. Yeah, uh, the dressing itself is as simple as you, you know. But you, you, saw, you saw that I was wearing gloves. Yeah, sterile I, technique. I set up my, my little work area. You, you don't, don't have to have a your dog while it's yeah. going on. Yeah. 
<laughs> don't have to have a mayo stand. Uh, don't have your dog yeah, lick the wound in between movements. Oh, my God. You know, and I've had patients tell me, and it, it like, makes it cringe to, like, I the know. deepest core. You know, <laughs> I thought dogs' mouths are cleaner than humans. Well, I mean, there's no human that should be licking your wound either, let alone a dog. I mean, I don't know how that argument came about, no, but... Oh, my God. It's not a good argument. You won't win that argument with us. Oh, yeah. It's not a good idea. I think there is a pastorella multicida is a really nasty bug that is, <laughs> I know, in cats, cats' mouths. And that one can cause all kinds of horrible things. So, yes, no, don't do that. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's no reason. But, but yeah, we're, we're cleaning the wound up, right? You know, we'll debride the wound if it's an ulcer. You know, we'll cleanse it if it's, you know, laceration, dirty, foreign body, etc., well, hydrogen peroxide, alcohol, iodine, whatever you need to make a clean wound, and then we'll dress it however it's necessary. But if we're using those things, betadine, hydrogen peroxide, we're using those things for a day. Yeah, yeah this is to, not long-term dressing. Yeah, so that it, it, we really have gone away from those products because we know that they, they destroy fibroblasts. Yeah, they're cytotoxic. The yeah, so they can kill bacteria, but they're also killing the good stuff. So you don't want to use those for more than a day or so. There are a number of better dressings. And the idea that you need to let wounds air out. Oh, no, Let's no. talk about that for a second. Yeah. That was probably the case in the 12th century. Like trench foot when, times. When we didn't have good wound care uh, dressings and, and capabilities. That's no longer the case. And it still seems to be deeply embedded in the brainstem of human beings that you need to let wounds air out. They don't need to be aired out. The dressing needs to be applied. And you need to change that dressing in a reasonable uh, schedule to prevent maceration, which is the white stuff, and to prevent things from drying out. So if there's got to be a happy medium there somewhere yeah. where you're changing the dressing frequently enough that you're avoiding some of those complications. We've got way better wound dressings and capabilities in 2023. Yeah, honestly, it's, it's very straightforward, but you know, sometimes it can be overbearing, it can be overwhelming. So we just wanted to put this out there, let people know that, yes, we understand that, you know, uh, we're experts in the field on this, but, you know, you can easily take care of wounds uh, at your own home with the guidance of someone in the uh, in the field. And, and we don't have too much trouble having the insurance company uh, pay for the dressings that you need. Yeah. Uh, we can fill out the order form, send it into a third party company that will then bill your insurance. Yeah. Home health nursing can sometimes be complicated for certain uh, insurance companies and schedule. Yeah, we can when we can get them. It's great, but you have to be considered yeah. homebound if you're a Medicare patient. Be, being considered homebound means you pretty much just leave the house to go to doctor's appointments, and you know a lot of our patients are ambulatory enough that that's not the case, and so they don't qualify. So they really need to be able to change dressings or have family members change dressings, and we'll usually have access to things here in the office where we can kind of go through that process with you so that it doesn't seem overwhelming and we can kind of train your family in yeah. doing that. But now we've got a podcast talking about it. So we can also refer people to the podcast and say, Hey, look, watch the podcast. It's a, it's a short one, yeah. you know, 15 minute podcast. Sometimes I'll have patients, families just literally make a little quick recording of me doing the dressing. Yeah. So they can see what to do, how to apply it, etc. I think that's great. Well, fantastic. Thanks, Dr. Hussein, for putting that together. I think that's an important one. Sometimes we miss the simple stuff yeah. and go for the esoteric. Today was a simple one uh, just to be able to show you how to apply wound dressing in a very uh, simple fashion. We were going to do Una's boot at some point. Yeah. We should do one on the Una's boot. We do like those for venous leg ulcers and 
that ilk. Lymphedema, so yeah. we'll, we'll do some others. If you guys have other topics that you want us to do quick little videos on technique wise, please let us know. Uh, we will be glad to do those as soon as we can get them in. Thanks a lot. All right. Well, we will see you next time on The Pod Doctors. Thank you for listening to The Pod Doctors. We appreciate all of our listeners and subscribers. If you'd like to hear more, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and watch our videos on YouTube. Like, thumbs up, subscribe, and be safe. See you all next time. Bye-bye.